What would you do if you heard your child say, I hate my parents. I don't like them at all. That's the subject for today. Yes, listen. Last week we talked about repositioning your children for success. There were three points that we covered in that conversation. One was telling the children to make sure they guard their mouths, guard their ears, and also guard their eyes. The three gateways into your soul, into your internal uh, conscience that will cause you to act or react in your, in your benefit or not in your benefit. So I decided this week to follow up after I received the question. The question was, what would you do if you heard your child say, I hate my parents? So I'm going to give you some answers to that question because I had a similar situation happen when I was coaching and I had a child come up to me right in the middle of a game because the parent was yelling and screaming things out for them to do and and so the kid was emotionally upset on the court. So he comes over and I take him out because I, I realize he's having some difficulties. So I, I called time out, took him out, brought him over to the side. I said, oh, what's going on? This, per this kid said, I hate my dad. When the question came in, it reminded me of that situation. So we're going to deal with that. Coaching is a unique profession. Whether it's uh, sports coaching, you know, no matter what the sport is, or it's life coaching, which is what I do now. We have some interesting conversations and some very dynamic conversations with people. And sometimes we could be caught off guard by some of the things that, uh, that is said to us. So today we're going to talk about a question that I got. And the question was, what would you do if you heard your child say, I hate my parents? So as I received the question, I started to answer the question. The first thing I said was, let's uh, allow young people, children, to have the freedom to make mistakes. They have to have the freedom to make mistakes. It is unacceptable, and not only is it unacceptable, it's unfair to expect them to be perfect just coming out of the womb and just growing up from a little baby to, you know, to their adolescent stages, to their teenage stages. There's so many things that they need to know. When the question was posed to me, the first thing I asked was, what would make a kid say something like that? What would make a child say something like that about their parents? Because to me, that if, if my children said that to me, oh, I would be really shocked and I would be thinking that's kind of a cruel statement or it's a really deep and maybe a dark statement to make about your parents, the one who you should have the highest esteem for, the one you should have the most admiration for, the one you should have the most, that you, that you look for for guidance and for love and for comforting and in any situation, they should be able to come to you as a parent before they come to go to anyone else. So I said, what would make the child say something like that? 
I want you to remember one thing in parenting or rearing children. You can be the best example to them and for them by your actions. So whatever you ask them to do, you have to be exemplifying those same characteristics and behaviors as you expect them to have because that's how they're going to judge you and whether or not they think that they can follow the same pattern that you are requiring and asking of them is by how they see you respond and how they see you act. That is the first thing you have to understand. Be a great example. You don't have to be perfect, but they have to see the love and they have to see the consistency in you as a parent. And then they have some glimmer of hope that they can pursue and follow the same pattern. Now I want you to remember another thing. When you ask your children to be perfect, you better make sure you are. Because they're going to ask, say to themselves, he or she, my parents are far from perfect. So how do, they, how do they expect me to be perfect? So right now already we set some barriers up and put some roadblocks in our way. Because we're expecting perfection out of someone and we are far from it ourselves. Let your children have the freedom and teach them how to conquer and, and navigate through their failures or their disappointments or their lack of success or, and even their successes. Rather than to tear them down because they make life mistakes going through life lessons. Our job is to teach them how to navigate through life. Not tear them down as they're navigating through, through, through life and making some, maybe some poor choices along the way. And we have to help them correct those choices. We do that, right? Yes. Now, I'm going to give you four things that are happen when you don't allow your children to make mistakes. Four. One. They lose confidence in themselves and you as a parent. They lose confidence in themselves and you as a parent when you don't think that they are going to make mistakes. Two, they lose trust. They lose trust because they look to you to show them the way when they make those mistakes. And if they don't feel like they can trust you, they won't speak to you about it. They won't come to you for advice. They won't seek your counsel when they need it. They go to someone else with, in most cases, have very little life experiences. They're friends who are the same age as they are. So can you imagine how discombobulated the, the information they're going to get from another teen that's the same age as they are? Whether it's a 10 to 15, 18, 20, still the same. They don't have enough life experience. Three, they lose hope. They lose hope that anything that they can do is going to come out right. And that's the last thing that we want our children to have. Lack of hope that things will ever get better or that they will change when they're in troubling or uh, trying times. Four, they feel like there's no reason to try. Because there's no way they can please you. It's impossible for them to please you because of where they are in their, in their life at this point in time. 
Okay, now I'm gonna give you some solutions. First, what is the answer to cultivating a loving, trusting relationship with your child? You need to take some time to think about that and ask yourself that question. But I'm gonna give you five things that will help you cultivate that type of relationship. Teach them through their challenges. Teach them. They're so willing to learn and so accepting to learn when they feel like they have a great communication system, a great communication with you as their parent. They know that whatever you share with them, they may disagree with it, but they know it's coming from a good place. Two, stop blaming, stop talking, start listening. Stop blaming, stop talking, start listening. As parents, and even as adults, we struggle with this same thing sometimes. Someone comes to us with a concern or issue, they just want to vent or talk about what's going on with them. They don't want a suggestion. They don't want your input. They just need an ear to listen because most of the time, they can work it out themselves. If we just listen, the quickest way to lose touch with your child is to lose communication with them. And when they think you want to talk more and blame and criticize more than listen, game over. They'll find someone else to talk to. Three, hug them and tell them you love them as often as you can. You'll be surprised just saying, you know, I love you to someone, even though they may be a little resistant, especially if you've never done this before. If you've never sat face to face with your child and hugged them and told them you love them and you know, you kiss them, you embrace them. Feels a little weird to them at first. They're like, oh, what's, what's going on with mom or dad? So sometimes you have to cultivate that. You have to grow that if you haven't been accustomed to doing that in the, in the past. So it feels a little strange. So don't get turned off when it feels like rejection. It's not rejection. It just feels different for them because they've never experienced that from you before. Four, showing, showing them that you love them doesn't mean giving them everything that they ask for. Listen, the worst thing you can do is just give your child things just because it makes them happy and makes you feel comfortable. It's not about comfort. It's about growing, nurturing, teaching, helping them get better in life, navigating through life. It's not about giving gifts and giving things, giving into them just because they smile and say, oh, I love you. So, yeah, they love you because at this point, because you're giving them what they want. But as soon as you stop giving them what they want, guess what happens? Things go crazy. Things get really, really out of hand, out of, out of touch. Now you don't know how to deal or respond and handle those situations. So we need to make sure that we're giving, we're loving, we're taking care of them, but we're not just giving them gifts and giving them things just because it makes them feel good. That's not a good way to manage your children, children either. Through just giving. Five. Extend grace. The same grace you would expect when you err, when you have issues that come up, extend the same type of grace to them. It doesn't mean you don't have boundaries. It doesn't mean you don't have, there's consequences to your actions. But don't make those consequences and put them in a position where they don't fit the punch. You know, I heard the statement, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. 
No, we want to make sure that it's appropriate what we're doing and how what we're saying to them to help them teach them through it. So be extend grace to them. And believe me, they will love you and they will trust you even more for it because they see your heart. They see you're just trying to teach them through this moment. In closing, I want you to remember the same things that we're dealing with. We're talking about the children right now. It applies to your spouse. It applies to your friends. The freedom to make mistakes. Please, you got to understand this. We're human beings. We're not perfect people. We will make mistakes. You will have relationships with friends and with colleagues and people, and they hurt you, hurt your feelings. Not intentionally, because there's a difference. When someone is really, really out to just, you know, cause you an issue, cause you a problem, but just being friends and just having relationships, people do things to hurt us sometimes. Allow people to make mistakes. Allow yourself to make a mistake. And then after it's done, take the appropriate action behind that and clean it up and clear it up. It's that simple. There's no reason to hold grudges. There's no reason to have long, lifelong Issue, issues with people because something happened 10 years ago that just really got to you and you didn't know how to deal with that point in time. Remember, people grow. People grow over time just like you grow. People grow over time and hopefully they're getting better as you are in time. Okay, so make sure you follow me on social media. Make sure you go to my website. Take uh the opportunity to get all the goodies, sign up for my blog, sign up for my YouTube live, all my streaming, so that I can send this information to you and you'll be notified when I'm online or when, you know, when the next book comes out or, and make sure you get the book that's out now. What's the holdup? Nothing getting in my way. I don't want anything to get in your way and trap you from achieving your success. You're amazing. I love you. See you next time.